0: I'm willing to say that it's an overreaction. I know there's still plenty of Sacramento Kings season left, but I can't help it. The way that the Kings performed against the Philadelphia 76ers the other night, the way the Kings have performed over these last couple of weeks has me in the mindset that change needs to happen right now. And no, I'm not talking about the change of a head coach. That wasn't significant enough. Change needs to happen to this roster if the Kings want to salvage their hopes of actually making the playoffs. And I'm not just talking about the top eight seed at this point. The Kings are struggling to be a 10th seed, which is sad in itself. On today's Locked on Kings podcast, I'm going to be joined by Franklin Cardicelli, host of the Return of the Roar podcast, also covers the Kings for Sports 1140 KHTK. Uh, he is going to be a little bit of a voice of reason. He and I sit together often at games. He's been to every single game this season. He's going to share his thoughts on the uh, the coaching change and the timing of it. Uh, he'll talk about how he feels, how much time the Kings have before they need to consider making some significant moves. We'll talk about this Kings team, not having any untouchable players at this point in time, and he'll share his thoughts on the diminishing crowd. It's all on today's episode of the locked on Kings podcast. You are locked on
1: Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the locked on podcast
0: network, your team, every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want. Or need, And they can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here on Locked On Kings. I've been a Sacramento sports media member for the last seven years. This is my eighth season covering Kings basketball, formerly for Sports 1140 KHDK, now with ABC10 television. And I feel like I am overreacting a little bit. And feel free to tell me that I am. Uh, it's, it's, it's a mixture of logic and emotion when it comes to this Kings team, which is natural for a lot of Kings fans to experience, uh, when the team is going through this stretch, it's not a nine game losing streak, but it's as close as you could possibly be without being there. The Kings have won one game out of their last nine back to back, uh, four game losing streaks with that win, uh, in Detroit in the middle to break things up. And, uh, you know, already, if you haven't heard my thoughts on, 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 the, the Kings firing Luke Walton and trying to make him their fall guy. You know my thoughts on that. Don't like the timing of it. Don't think it was the right move to make. I think a roster uh, change was needed more uh, than a, a coaching change, at least immediately. Um, but something needs to happen. I don't believe this core is capable of working together. I've seen enough of the past two, three seasons uh, to, to feel that way. And, and maybe you feel the same. Maybe you feel differently. Let me know at Matt George Sack on Twitter. Email me MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com or leave your comments down in uh, the YouTube comment section if you're watching on YouTube. But Frankie's going to join me as we're going to kind of talk through this a little bit. We're going to get his insight on it um, and, and get an understanding of if the Kings are to make a move uh, what is their window? When do they have to make a move before it's too late? Uh, and we're going to touch on which players are expendable, which players we we would feel comfortable Monty McNair using uh, in trade conversations. A lot of stuff uh, to, to touch on. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with host of the Return of the Roar podcast and writer for Sports 1140 KHDK, Frankie Cardiselli. Well, over the past few Locked on Kings episodes, you've heard my opinions on what's happening with the Sacramento Kings organization, my opinions on the decision to fire Luke Walton, my thoughts on the declining attendance in Sacramento and the poor reflection uh, that that has on, on Kings ownership and Kings management and this Kings roster which all have just as many problems as Luke Walton had, maybe even more. So instead of me continuing to spew that at you, even if you agree with me, I think it would be refreshing for you uh, to hear the voice of another podcast host, someone who is in the Golden One Center every single night, someone who is very close uh, to the Sacramento Kings organization and also understands this fan base very, very well. I'm joined once again by the host of the Return of the Roar podcast, I should say one of the hosts of the Return of the Roar podcast and writer uh, for Sports 40 khdk covering the Kings amongst many any other uh, uh, California sports. It is Franklin Cardicelli back with me. Frankie, you and I sat next to each other in the Golden 1 Center last night for Alvin Gentry's debut in the Kings' collapse against a, uh, a Philadelphia 76ers team that was missing their entire starting lineup. Maybe it's just the the jaded negative part of me, which I've transitioned into after being very optimistic and being known for being optimistic a, a couple of years ago. Was that game as unsurprising to you, the Kings losing in that way, as it was to me? Uh, I'd say for
1: three quarters, it. and granted, the Kings didn't look spectacular for those three quarters, but for three quarters, it kind of seemed like, hey, this is kind of nice. It's a good game. And while that is bad in its own right because they were facing a Philadelphia team that was missing so many people, uh, I think about the the seven, eight minute mark when the Kings took that nine point lead or nine minute mark when they took that nine point lead, just that that, that little feeling kind of creeps in where are they going to hold on to this lead? And as we saw, they didn't, I think they scored four or five more points for their whole entire remainder of the quarter. So um, it's, it's sad that we're at a point where it's expected for this team to fall apart the way they have. And it's been, it's been a habit of this team since opening night, even in, in Portland, when, they had that lead in the fourth quarter and it was a 13 point lead with, I think four minutes left and the game ended up being a, a one possession game. Um, It's something that is just deeply inrooted in this team's DNA. And last night was just kind of even a further push towards rock bottom. I mean, we're already at rock bottom and now it's just kind of, we're drilling past rock bottom. We're going deeper.
0: Going to the core. We're going to the center of the earth really with the, with this team, it, it feels like. And Frankie, like, the Kings got off to a good start, especially Buddy Hilton, De'Aaron Fox. I thought Fox looked smooth and looked comfortable. He was aggressive uh, to start the game. He had, I think, 12 points in the uh, in the first quarter, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Or Fox maybe was- or Buddy?
1: Buddy had, I think, think, 12 in the first quarter, and De'Aaron Buddy had
0: 10 Okay, regardless, De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill both got off to really good starts because uh, uh, Buddy hit his first four three-pointers, uh, and so this Kings team gets really good contributions out of two of their best scores in the first quarter, and they still lead by just five. And it wasn't until, like you said, the beginning of the fourth quarter that they took their largest lead, which was nine points. And I think you and I both felt, as did most people in the Golden 1 Center, that that was not going to be enough. Excuse me as my, my phone rings. I'm just too popular. popular um, guy. <laughs> like we, we felt that nine points for some reason wasn't going to be. Enough. I think what's most concerning to me about this game as a whole is even if we felt the Kings were playing pretty well through three quarters, they couldn't create any separation against that 76ers team. Now, also a little bit of credit to Philly. Like Do- Doc Rivers is an excellent head coach, that team, that depth. They understand how to play and and they, they did their job. Tyrese Maxey looked really good. Andre Drummond had 23 rebounds, which was the least surprising stat of the night. <laughs> um, but the Kings have to be able to create separation against that team. And I think that's been a common theme uh, throughout this season is at times where the Kings should be significantly better and should create separation, they haven't. They've just allowed teams to hang around and it's cost them.
1: Yeah. It, Tyrese Maxey again, and, and, and Isaiah Joe even had a good games for, for Philly again, tip your cap to them. Alvin Gentry said too that they came out and they kicked their asses and it's the, the, the Kings, what stuck out to me most is down the stretch. And I saw it in OKC. You saw it last night. You see it against Utah either night at home when they're, they're in the game. It's a four point game at the beginning of the fourth. Uh, they just have no game plan down the stretch. They, Mm -hmm. they play frantic is the way I've described it. uh, When when Chris and I talked last week on our podcast, it's free. They're playing with the most frantic sense of urgency when they're leading last night, they were up nine points and they just lose it. They lose sense of, of good possessions, good basketball, smart playmaking, uh, shot decision, made. it's just not there. De'Aaron Fox down the stretch was taking these, these fading away shots that are short. Every, they're front rim. We're, you and I were talking about it last night. De'Aaron Fox gets into the paint. He's still getting there. He's getting to the paint within 5 to 10 feet. Those floating fadeaway shots are front iron every time. And it's something we've seen game and game and game again. And the Kings just don't have a closer when you come to, they don't have the 2020, 2021 De'Aaron and Fox to close these games out. And that's the biggest difference this year is they don't have that guy. That's, that's going to come down and, and just close a game out. They don't have the, the Paul George, the Devin bookers, the LeBron James, Anthony Davis is whatever you want to call it. The Kings do not have that guy right now. And especially when you add in that Harrison Barnes has returned back to normalcy, which we weren't expecting HB to average 22 and 10 the whole year on 50% shooting from three. But, Eight points last night. Mo Harkless is is non existent on, on the offensive end, and Tyrese Alberton had a, had a goose egg, which is also that's that's a whole nother concern in its own because Tyrese is just not there as, as far as his offensive aggression goes. But uh, the Kings are just not there late game, and they've lost
0: eight to nine because of that because of that very reason. Frankie, I do think that the Kings moving on from Luke Walton was probably a necessary move. What I have the biggest issue with is, one, the idea that Luke Walton was mainly to blame and that he is the he can be considered a fall guy for this Kings organization. I don't think that's fair at all to Luke, and I don't think uh, the players, front office, or especially ownership, deserve to have him take the fall for them. That's number one. And number two, the timing of it all like th- making that move this early into the season after you committed to the guy over the off season when you could have used that time to actually execute a proper uh, search and-, and Monty McNair could have found his hire, which of course Luke Walton was, was Vlade's hire. What are your overall thoughts on the, the decision to fire Luke and really the timing of it? Are you more open-minded to it maybe than I have been?
1: Um, I am not thrilled with the fact number 1 I wasn't Luke Walton was never my top choice as the Kings head coach he wasn't when the Kings hired him uh 2 years ago and he he wasn't when they began the season obviously I wanted someone else in that chair but when you roll into the season and all it's going to take is a rough stretch like this which I think we all could agree we expected one of these stretches at some point yep. this season I don't think any of us were expecting the Kings to come out and not have one stretch where you're like oh my god this team's not good. And if they knew that's what, that's what I was going to take just one 1 and 8 stretch which I'm not taking lightly but that's it's going to be 18 games in you're going to fire Luke Walton. Maybe we shouldn't have rolled into the season with him as the head coach to begin with. And I know it comes down to probably the financial aspect. I think the Kings are trying to just kind of ride it out and see if they could run into a good season, make the play in, maybe have, have a 500 or near 500 season, get through it. And then, Hey, paying Luke Walton to go away for one year is a lot easier than, than two. So I, I understand, but don't agree with that, that logic as far as from the organizational standpoint goes. And I, I think he had to be fired, had to happen. I just think that if we're, we're looking back, it would have been a little better to do at the beginning of the offseason, of last offseason, so you could have a thorough coaching search, which the Kings have not done in years. Uh, I think Vivek hired Michael Malone before he, he hired Pete D'Alessandro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vladi immediately brought in uh, Dave, or I think it was Vladi. Yeah, Vladi brought in Dave Yeager immediately. Before, After
0: Luke Walton turned him down.
1: Yep, Yeager with, wasn't even on the market for two hours. And then Luke Walton wasn't even on the market for five minutes. And he was already on a plane to Sacramento. They haven't had a coaching search. So I'm looking forward to that process the next off season. If it does come, maybe Alvin Gentry brings his team together and they succeed and and exceed expectations. But um, it just doesn't seem like Alvin Gentry, in my opinion, is going to be a guy who's going to be here two
0: years from now. Today's Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's honestly, it's a business scam to... Take advantage of you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Just think about what $720 uh, can do on Black Friday alone, the amount of goodies that you could get with that. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And that's not all. Your Truebill concierge is there to uh, when you need to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users to help save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Locked On NBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash Locked On NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Locked On Kings is also brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. We are just a day or two away from Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food, all the treats. I'm already starving myself right now so I can load up on the calories and the good food. But I'm changing things up. Instead of all of the typical pies and Thanksgiving desserts, I'm going to replace them with a built bar. It's the perfect time for built bars. Built bars are the new holiday dessert. I can feast on something delicious and feel good about it when it's all said and done. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most built bars are only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. I'm replacing a coconut cream pie this year with a coconut built bar, or I'm replacing a raspberry pie uh, with a raspberry built bar. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein covered in a hundred percent real chocolate. Great for when you're hungry. And if Thanksgiving is not soon enough, you can go on to built.com right now and order yourself a box today. I would recommend they'll wait until Black Friday because they're going to be some really, really great deals for you on built.com for Black Friday. But even after Black Friday is done, if you don't take advantage of those deals, you can always take advantage of our uh, locked on offer here. If you use locked 15, Uh, At checkout at Built.com, you'll get 15% off. Again, that's Locked15 for 15% off at Built.com. This is really not a negative Alvin Gentry take. This is just an overall construction of this roster take. This Kings team, I expect nothing to be different with this Kings team. Like, I am at the point, and I'm curious if you're here too, I am at the point where I can declare that this group does not work together they just do not work. They are extremely talented. I've argued they're they're the most talented or one of the most talented, certainly I'd say top 2 most talented uh teams that this Kings uh that the Kings have had during this playoff drought and they're struggling this hard to be a 10 seed, which is pathetic. Like we're not talking about just an 8 seed which is still half of the freaking uh conference. We're talking about a top 10 seed and the Kings are struggling to put themselves uh, in that picture. That's pathetic with how talented uh, that this roster is. And I know uh, we could debate the Kings roster compared to like a Minnesota Timberwolves roster or whatever. Regardless, like, that's not what this is about. We're talking about a collection of talented players here in Sacramento that should be significantly better uh, than what they are. This group does not work, in my opinion. Uh, and I think, in addition to a changing of a head coach, nothing is going to happen positively for this team if drastic, maybe not drastic, significant um, roster changes are made. Am I overreacting a little bit there? Are you at that point yet? Or do you think we can afford, rather the Kings can afford, to give Alvin Gentry five, ten games with this group to see if he can change things?
1: Yeah, I think like you, that's the exact kind of, the five of ten game sample size is probably what it's going to be. If the Kings lose eight of the next ten, and we're really looking at this season's getting towards a point where it's a lost cause. Breaking up this group has to happen. This this group's been intact since 2019. Uh, the, the the end of 2018-19 into the beginning of 2019-20. De'Aaron Fox, uh, Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes. Uh, this was your starting lineup on opening night in 2019-2020. The, these guys have been around for years now. And teams that don't succeed and don't win don't stay together this long. They get blown up a year ago. In my, in my opinion, I think one or two down years is enough. This is the third slash fourth that we've had these guys be act as the core. And some that's the next, that's the next domino to fall is, is these guys who they say they enjoy playing together. And, and I'm sure they are close after all these, this time there's going to be moves made. Obviously you, you can look at Marvin Bagley and buddy Heal as, as the first to go, but their trade value is questionable. And, and Harrison Barnes is a guy where probably the guy you want to trade the least right now. And maybe that's, that's the guy who has to fall And, and the Kings have to move on and get the most value they can for the, for these players. Um, and it's sad to see, cause these guys are talented. These guys are good players. De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes, Buddy healed Marvin Bagley, Rashawn Holmes. If you put these guys on other teams, who knows what could happen? But the point is, they're all together here in Sacramento, and they're just not winning. They haven't won for three years now with this core, and um, that's tough to watch. Because I know a lot of the people that watch the team and cover the team, like us. I like these guys. I want them to succeed. I want them to do well. I put so much time into this team, and I know you have to Matt, and, and the fans out there each night at home and, and covering and watching, you know, shows or podcasts, what have you. We want this team to succeed. It's just right now with Walton gone and and Monty McNair on the clock officially uh the next thing to happen is probably the team being broken up and that could happen in my opinion before the new year if they keep playing this way
0: I think it has to happen before the new year Frankie and I, I like I, I I could get could be convinced that okay you you can afford five games including the Philly game or even five games from the Portland game on on Wednesday on to let Alvin see if he can figure this team out and get this this quarter to change but if we're talking 10 games I'm thinking, Like I I honestly think if the, if the Kings made no changes over these next 10 games, I think the Kings at best win three, maybe that's way too pessimistic of a viewpoint, but that's, that's how I feel about this Kings team at this point in time. They haven't proven to me that they're capable of beating anybody or being favorites against any matchup in the league, unless it's, the Detroit Pistons or, or maybe the New Orleans Pelicans who they've beaten twice so far this season.
1: Even the games they're favored in, they, they have been, they, they, they were favored by five, six points last night. They, they were, they should have beaten Philly. And again, not a knock on Philly, but when you're missing four or five of your, of your key rotation pieces and three all-star talents in Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, not to mention Seth Curry, who's been playing very well uh, in Philly and, um, what 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 excuses can you make in the yeah. the kings what's also frustrating to see is they're fully healthy at least two yeah at least officially they're fully healthy it isn't like last year or two years ago where it's like oh bagley's out oh errands out or or this and that these guys are fully healthy the roster's fully intact there's no excuses so the schedule gets tough doesn't get easier uh starting with tomorrow against portland then you get the Lakers a couple times, the Clippers a couple times coming up. Memphis is the team that the Kings have kind of been compared to over the last year or two years. Uh, the John Morant, De'Aaron Fox discussion is is at, definitely at rest for now. We, yes. I, guess, I, I think I saw a tweet saying we lost that one. Uh, I think Kenny Carraway said we lost that one. Yeah, we did. That one is not even a discussion at this point. So.
0: Frankie, the Kings had their easy stretch, and I use that in air quotes, and they went one and one and five during that that six game easy stretch, which included that four-game road trip and then these first two games of of this homestand. Two very winnable games that the Kings dropped at home. I mean, that that was their easy stretch and they went uh they went one and five, which is absolutely inexcusable. So I think if if Monty McNair and the Kings wait ten games before deciding to really make a move and change this roster, I think it's gonna be too little, too late, regardless of who they bring in. Now that seems extreme to say when there would still be fifty games left in the season but like the like trades take time. Plus it takes time for talent. When you acquire uh, talent to come in and, and get comfortable and implement themselves. Like people forget Harrison Barnes didn't look too good for, for his first month or so uh, with the Sacramento Kings. When that, that promising season kind of fell apart. That wasn't Harrison's fault, but they just, they just fell apart a little bit. Um, and, and Harrison took a while before he got to the point that he's looked last season. And, and for, parts of this season where he he clearly fits in well and, and understands what his role here is in Sacramento. That's that's very common anytime you acquire talent, especially high impact talent that Monty McNair would be looking to acquire to help this team uh reach their goal of making the playoffs. So I don't think Monty McNair and the Kings can absolutely afford to um to to wait 10 games before for making some changes. I think Monty needs to be on the phone right now. And to the credit of like Daryl Morey, who's played the long game uh, with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia, maybe this is why he plays the long game because we were saying Tyrese Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, these guys are not available at all in trade talks a couple months ago during the off season at the start of the season. Now I'm willing to listen to the possibility of the Kings moving on from De'Aaron or moving on from Tyrese, not necessarily in a Ben Simmons specific trade, but those guys, like the Kings can't say that anybody on this roster is untouchable at this point. Nobody's good enough to say that they're, they're, they're untouchable. Yeah. If I'm McNair, I'm calling every team about all these guys and saying, look, I'm trying to acquire talent, and I'm willing to give it up to get the job done.
1: Yeah, what what right do we as Kings fans or the Kings in general have to say, yeah, this guy's untouchable, this guy's untouchable. The Kings haven't won anything in 16 years. So how can we sit here and say this guy's untouchable? De'Aaron is as close to, in my mind, as untouchable, but no one's untouchable, as George Carl said. The guy I want to move the least is De'Aaron Fox because I know the potential he has. But like you said, we're getting to decision time where a team might want to have four more years of of control of De'Aaron Fox. A team might want to give a lot up for a guy like Tyrese Halliburton, um, who in in my mind is the best complete basketball player on the Kings right now. Um, It's hurt. That's going to hurt to give up those players. And hopefully they don't have to, but it's on the team right now. The front office money to make the right moves where you don't have to give up those core guys. Add on to the depth at the wing position, which the Kings have none, mm. uh, and, and improve. Because like you said, ten games from now they they can't wait that long. Uh, they can't run into another one and nine, two and eight stretch. Uh, the season will be over at that point. There's a lot of season left, which is is it's it's uh it's not the best to look at it and think of. Well, hey, they could they could get back into it. They could. It's a sixty five game season for the kings right now there's there's plenty of time to turn it around but it has to start tomorrow the same way we said it need to start last night or the same way a week ago we said it needed to turn over we can keep saying again and again it needs to start today or tomorrow but it really really needs to start sooner than later because these guys are going to get traded
0: if not Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast also brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. I know we've been struggling to get through these last uh, nine Kings games, but maybe you've made some money with your pain. I hope you have make things a little easier to swallow. And if you're going to gamble on King's games, sporting events in general, bet online is the place for you. It's Thanksgiving. And we know what that means. Football. Nothing goes better uh, with football than Turkey and making money. gambling. Uh, bet online, as you covered for all the holiday season, more props, odds and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action. This Thanksgiving head to our new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on to get that bonus. It's not just football, BetOnline is pro and college hoops, uh, NHL, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving and Frankie for the record just to make it clear Harrison Barnes and De'Aaron Fox are the two guys that I'd be most reluctant to move on from like I'd be willing to listen to offers for everybody uh, I'd be willing to consider using Tyrese Halliburton in a trade but I, I I would only be moving Tyrese if I was getting for sure talent back I'm not expecting all-star talent necessarily but for sure talent uh, that I know can help win Buddy Heald definitely on the block Marvin Bagley of course on the block not that he has any value Davion Mitchell absolutely on the block like uh, that, my overall point is you're not just going and having a fire sale and trading guys away for the sake of trading them. You're tra- you're putting guys available if you're going to get substantial talent back that is necessary for this team to ultimately accomplish their goal, which was playoffs or bust this season that Monty McNair and the Kings put upon themselves. That is the bar that I will grade this team on all season long. I will not shift that bar even if the Kings decide to start tanking and go in another direction because that means they failed and, um, and, and I, 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 they don't get a pass for that uh, just if just because they change directions, even if they do end up with a high lottery pick. Um, the, the last thing I, I wanted to talk to you about, this is something I've paid a lot of ch- attention to recently, but you've been to every Kings home game. I haven't. You've seen the crowds at the Golden 1 Center. And I, I recently looked at the numbers and, and looked at attendance and the drop-off of attendance over the last few years. Uh, and basically to sum it up, uh, from the Golden One Center opening in, in 2016 to what the, the, the Kings are attendance-wise right now, it's dropped off 20%. But 15% of that has dropped off between 2019-2020, uh, 20, 20, that season that was sh- cut short by COVID, and this season that we're in right now. A 15% drop-off, that is extremely significant. And we know how loyal this fan base is. We know they've continued to show up through thick and thin. So I think that speaks volumes, Frankie, that fans are deciding, you know what? It's just not worth it. It's not worth it for me uh, to to spend my money to invest in this product right now. I had multiple fans tell me that they feel like they care and are more invested in the product than the players are, and then even front office and and, and ownership is uh, at times. That speaks volumes to me. But you've been noticing the crowd difference. You understand this fan base. What does that say to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I worked for the team for a couple of years, and and I would go to each game, and even during the the year De'Aaron Fox was drafted where the Kings were really bad. They won 24 games that year, 25 games. Um, the stands were full every night. Kings barely won that season. The stands were full every single night and that team was bad, but they, the, the effort was there. You could tell the effort was there on those teams with, with Nemanja Bielitsa and Bogdan Bogdanovich and Willie Cauley-Stein. Those teams were not good, but the effort was there. And I think the biggest difference this season is, um, like imagine buying a ticket to that game against uh, Toronto. Imagine buying a ticket, going with with your girlfriend or or your husband or your son or your daughter or your friends, and sitting there paying money to watch that just abysmally horrific showcase of, if you want to call it basketball, you can call it basketball. But I've gone to games before. I got Valentine's Day tickets when I was in high school with my girlfriend at the time. We went and saw the Kings play Memphis. Kings got beat by four. 39 points and they're down by 33 in the second quarter. It's a horrible feeling to to go to a Kings game or any sporting event where you're fully emotionally invested in that team and they just lay down in front of you and just
0: die. Yeah, and Frankie, it's one thing to go through that one night, but it's another thing to go through that after 15 years of the same damn thing.
1: It There's no end in sight. And that is definitely, I think, starting to get to the fans that, when you think about it over the last seven, eight years, the the relocation aspect was why people came out to the games. They didn't want to lose track of of, of the Kings games coming down the stretch because there might not be any more in the future. Then the Golden One Center opened, and people have been going through that and and wanting to come experience that for the first couple of years. Then COVID happened, and now here we are. All that mystique has worn off. There's nothing else that can there's no other new Sexy, fun, exciting things. Winning is going to bring fans in. Mm. COVID has an aspect in that as well. I know safety is, is important to, to people as it should be. And I think that coupled with the losing is spelling doom for King season ticket holders and, and people that want to buy. It's it's not a good time, and I don't blame them. If I was not in the job I was in, uh, I would probably say, hey, I'm going to watch from home. Just, if I'm going to get my heart ripped out, let me just watch it from home and not have to spend – you know, $30, $20, $30 on tickets and $15 on, on a beer and, and what have you. I think it's much easier to watch it from home right now, and that's the problem. The Kings need the factor of come to the arena to watch exciting basketball, winning basketball, or at least competitive at the, at the least, and right now there none of that is happening.
0: The only thing that's been consistent over these 15 years other than the Kings being consistently bad and and failing in drafts and things of that nature has been the fan base consistently showing up. And if that starts to drop off, you know, something is wrong, regardless of what's going on, good or bad. Frank, you always cover it with Chris on the Return of the Roar podcast. You're always writing on KHDK.com, your most recent article. I know you talked about uh, Rome wasn't built in the day, but like, how long does it take? Is 15 years long enough or do you need more than that for for Sacramento? So go and check out that article, Lockdown Kings listeners, check out uh, all of Frank. Frankie's great work. Frankie, we'll have you back on uh, Locked On Kings, hopefully in the near future, and maybe it'll be a little more of a positive vibe because I don't—I miss the days of being optimistic and wearing a Kings jersey with optimism <laughs> on the back. I miss those days because right now, man, it's—it's it's pessimistic. Matt George and I can't shake it, so I appreciate you bringing a little more lightheartedness to this conversation.
1: Better days, Matt. Better days. We hope, uh, no matter what, we'll keep enjoying those Golden One Center cookies and pushing forward, my friend.
0: A pleasure as always having Frankie join me now. We both want to hear from you. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Matt GeorgeSack. Share your thoughts on our conversation if you uh would like to see some players listed as untouchable. If you would be willing to trade De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton, what kind of players would you expect in return for those guys? Uh, do you have the sense of urgency that that we have when it comes to making a trade for Monty McNair? Or are you a little more patient and willing to give Alvin Gentry time? Let us know. We want to hear from you. Again, at Matt George Sack on Twitter. Uh, email me, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. Uh, you can also leave your comments down in the comment section down below. On YouTube, uh, a little bit of uh, housekeeping here to uh, to 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 bring before we wrap things up. I am going to be taking some very much needed family time uh, on uh, tomorrow and Thanksgiving. I will not be going to the Kings game. I will not be watching the Kings game, uh, and I will not be doing a post uh, Kings and Blazers pod. Uh, I will be back on Black Friday to recap what happens uh, both in the uh, in the Blazers game. Hopefully, it's a win. Uh, and then uh, we'll be back to a, a normal Lockdown King schedule at that point in time. But I, I'm taking the day before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving to, to spend time with family. Uh, it's my my son's first Thanksgiving, which we're very much looking forward to. Uh, and uh, I appreciate everybody's support, people encouraging me to take more time. Um, but I, you know, I, I itch every day to give you the content that I think you deserve here on the Lockdown Kings podcast. So I always feel kind of guilty not uh, not doing a pod uh, one day when I really should. So I hope that's okay with you. I hope you can survive one Kings game without the uh, the post-game content here on Locked on Kings. And again, on Black Friday and beyond, uh, we'll be back to our normal content schedule. So I appreciate that. So this is, uh, this is goodbye until Thanksgiving. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, stuff yourself. Enjoy yourself. Be safe as always. Uh, and we will be back very soon. Until next time, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.